No Directions Gen Con 2019 seminar coverage is brought to you by Roll for Combat's new Fall of Plaguestone Pathfinder 2e actual play podcast. Featuring Stephen Glicker, Jason McDonald, Rob Tremarco, and No Directions own Lauren Sig and Vanessa Hoskins. Find it and other Pathfinder and Starfinder podcasts, interviews, and reviews at RollForCombat.com. No Direction presents our Gen Con 2019 seminar coverage in partnership with Paizo. We'd like to thank our seminar team, Lauren Sieg, James Ballad, Vanessa Hoskins, and me, Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. We'd also like to thank Peyton Smith from Paizo for helping getting this produced. This content and more great seminar coverage, as well as Pathfinder and Starfinder content, is available at NoDirectionPodcast.com. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for showing up for the Future of Paizo Licensing Seminar at uh, Gen Con this year. Uh, my name is Jim Butler. I am the VP of Marketing and Licensing at Wizard. Uh, sorry, Paizo. Uh, before that, I was at uh, Wizards of the Coast. I was brand manager and uh, director of licensing over there as well. Before that, I was at TSR. I worked on computer games and all sorts of stuff in between these times. Uh, and now I'll introduce you to Glenn. Hi, I'm Glenn Elliott. I'm licensing manager. I work for Jim. Um, my history is not mostly relevant to the games industry, except that back in the early days, I did also work for Wizards of the Coast, where I was the uh, brand manager for table games. And then after that, I was a game designer. I did the Battletech uh, trading card game, and I was also the product manager for Robo Rally and designed the last three expansions for that. So uh, we're, we wanted to go ahead and do a seminar today. We've had some questions come up about, you know, what is licensing? How do I get a license at Paizo? Uh, what's all about. So we wanted to kind of go over who our current licensees are and uh, then go ahead and take some questions at the end for people that had questions about, well, would you be interested in a license for this or what about this or anything else along those lines? So I guess we can go ahead and kick this off. Our first slide is, hey, we already did that. <laughs> okay. Um, campaign coins. Campoint, campaign coins does a variety of different uh, accessories for Paizo. The most current ones you've seen are been uh, the Hero Point tokens for, sec for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. These are tokens that the Game Master hands out whenever you do something heroic, and then you can cash them in whenever your character is unfortunate and rolls a one or something else terrible happens to try to get a chance to go through that. Uh, they've also done uh, a variety of different uh, uh, Pathfinder-related accessories, um, such as the uh, Corvosan Crown and the uh, Glyph of the Open Road and the uh, Sahedron Medallion from Rise of the Rune Lords. Uh, lots of physical crafted goods like that that are based out, uh, built out of various metals. On the Starfinder side, you'll see that, that we have some Skittermander pins up there. Um, and again, just different accoutrements. Uh, they, they also do all of the uh, faction symbols for Pathfinder Society and Starfinder Society. Uh, players that are in those campaigns, if they wear one of the pins, they get a bonus on a roll or whatever else. So, all right. Your workshop, you saw them a little bit on the previous slide as well because the campaign coins makes the dice trays. Your workshop makes the dice. Uh, they generally do one set of dice for every adventure path that we do. They've also created uh, special dice for Starfinder at just as a, a game and for Pathfinder as a game. Those are the ones in the middle. Um, really high quality stuff. Um, they've come out with some new techniques uh, in the last couple of years. They've got the uh, glacier colored dice here. Those are for uh, Attack of the Swarm. Um, those are a blended die that, that you've seen around a variety of different companies do them. Um, and then the ones on the far side are for uh, Dawn of Flame. Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, 
We just got out of a meeting with our friends at Ultra Pro. They are hard at work trying to bring these Skittermander uh, dice uh, plushies to life. Uh, you'll be able to probably get them in Q1 2020. And uh, basically, uh, Skittermanders um, have been in really high demand since we first put out the pictures at PaizoCon. We got some early uh, early photos of them, and we had the cast of dragons and things pose with them. And uh, if you followed us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you probably saw those because they were liked a lot. Ultra Pro also produces character folios uh, for both Starfinder and Pathfinder. You just need a flip folder to keep your character and all the information in it. They make those. Uh, and uh, those they've got one for Starfinder out now, and they've got the ones for Pathfinder 2nd Edition coming out uh, in the next few months. They also make the uh, uh, Pathfinder Adventure card game Adventure Chest that holds all of the cards from the Pathfinder Adventure card game. Next up, Dogmite Games. This is a new licensee. As you can see, they work in wood. Um, they use uh, CNC machining to sculpt, I guess is the right word for it. I couldn't figure out what to say, but uh, they do gorgeous sculptures in a variety of different premium woods. Uh, they also do different stains. Uh, the one on the left is for the Kingmaker uh, crowdfunding campaign that we just completed. Um, they, they will make that one available next year when those products are released uh, towards the end of the year. The one on the right is the second edition Pathfinder uh, screen. Um, you can get them stained like these two are, or they do have a variety of rare and, and premium woods that you can get. Um, Coca-Bola, if you want to get uh, Chechen or... Uh, Birch, if you want it, they do uh, called burled walnut. Um, really, really nice looking, fancy woods. Yeah. The, the nice thing is, you'll go to their website and you'll basically go through and customize it any way you want. You choose the wood, you choose the finish. Uh, for the dragon sheets that they do, which are the dice holders, you actually choose how you want the insides of those to be laid out, whether you want like just an open spot for the dice or one compartment for each size of dice. They have a bunch of different styles for you to choose from. Next up, the Destiny series. This is a company called Macian Enterprises. Um, they have done this first coin in the series of Valoros. These are two ounces of solid silver. Um, they are valuable because they are solid silver um, and uh, limited edition. They uh, plan to produce one about every two years. Um, and then as they sell out, they'll uh, Make, make the next one in the series. Uh, obviously, Valoros was first. The backside is going to be the Red Dragon throughout the series, so that will be the same on all of them. Um, and I think the next one that we have planned is Sioni, but that's not locked in yet. Next slide. Uh, our friends at Sirenscape have been making audio for Pathfinder and Starfinder pretty much since uh, the early days of, of Paizo. Um, it's a way to add great immersion and uh, ambience to your uh, game settings. Uh, you can use them online. You can use them around the around the table. Uh, they've got sounds for a bunch of different uh, adventure paths, and they also have a lot of generic sounds you can use that work great with any fantasy campaign or any sci-fi campaign. Uh, one of the ones they release are like Starfinder ambient sounds for your starship. So when your crew is flying through space on a Vesk warship, it actually sounds like a Vesk warship. Um, so go check them out if you can. Uh, they're at Sirenscape.com. WizKids, I think you've pro probably all heard of them. Uh, WizKids manufactures are pre-painted lines of miniatures. Um, they've been doing Pathfinder for uh, 16 sets have been released. Uh, 17th is coming out in October. Uh, that one's called Legendary Adventures. 
We have here a Legendary Adventures preview pack. It's available over in the Paizo booth. It has uh, eight common figures that have alternate paints on them. So it's a fixed set. They aren't the blind buy boosters. Um, upcoming later this fall, there's a new set of the Iconic Heroes Evolved. When we launched second edition, some of the Iconic Heroes had some minor changes to their, their getup or the weapons that they wield. Um, those are reflected in that set. Uh, and then in uh, October or possibly November, uh, Legendary Adventures itself will become available at, at retail. Uh, first, half of, first half of 2020, uh, they're going to release their first Starfinder Battles set. Uh, that's a smaller set, it'll be about 30 figures. It includes a uh, standard mix of rares, uh, commons, uncommons, and rares. It will have uh, starships in it um, instead of set dressing. And then in the second half of 2020, uh, we haven't got a name for it yet, but that's when they'll release uh, Pathfinder Battles set 18. So uh, for those of you that did back the Starfinder uh, Masterclass miniatures on Kickstarter, we're really happy to announce that uh, Archon Studio has picked up the license for Starfinder uh, unpainted minis, and they will be taking over the Kickstarter and fulfilling to backers um, coming up very soon. Uh, they'll be releasing a schedule of uh, when they plan to ship products, as well as what the upcoming miniatures are. Uh, the short story is uh, they'll release minis every month, and every six months they will send to backers whatever is owed to them based on their pledge. If a backer would like to order in between those two and order one of the new minis they're producing every month, they'll send them automatically all produced minis that they are currently due. Um, and that'll let them get their minis faster. Uh, we're really excited to be working with Archon Studio, and uh, we just announced this like three days before Gen Con. So yeah, it's been kind of new. closing in on this one really quickly, and it all kind of resolved at the last second. We're very happy to have, have them on board. Uh, the technology that they're using is hard plastics. Uh, it's very similar to what Games Workshop uses, so if you're familiar with those minis, that's roughly the same kind of a mini that you're going to get now uh, for your Starfinder Masterclass minis. Dwarven Forge uh, is a, a new partner to Paizo, but they've been in the gaming industry for quite a while. They are producing a Fall of Plague Stone set uh, for our first standalone adventure for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Uh, they've got, uh, I think what they call the grounds, which is kind of all this twisted wildlife, and they've got an al alchemist chamber and all sorts of stuff. You can actually see it across the hall, for those of you here at Gen Con, uh, in the Pathfinder Society area. Um, and for everyone else, uh, we did release a video with them uh, yesterday uh, during the launch that'll also give you a good overview about what that set's going to contain. You can go see it at paizo.com and then click the uh, letter from Eric Mona announcing Pathfinder 2nd Edition and you'll see it in there, or the Dwarven Forge announcement, either one of those. Dynamite, we've worked with them for years. Normally they're known for producing our comic series and then the uh, hardcovers uh, of the compilations. Uh, they also do sculptures, uh, fantastic, gorgeous sculptures. Um, they have licensed uh, Sioni, obviously. Um, there's two different poses available. They're going to be available later this month. These were sculpted by uh, Steve Kuis, uh, Ruckus International. He's a well-known sculptor, um, has his own following. A um, little over 12 inches high. There's the spellcasting pose, the lower right, and the, uh, the battle-ready pose in the upper left. Um, I've seen these uh, in detailed photos. They're absolutely amazing. I, it surprises me every time I see a sculpture done by Dynamite because they're just amazing detail. Um, so I'm really looking forward to them. I ordered one of each. <laughs> yeah, and of course, there's still all of the uh, original Pathfinder comics that are still available. 
uh, through Dynamite, uh, either through their single issues in their back catalog or the compilations they've done. Lone Wolf uh, is uh, probably no stranger to anybody here. Uh, they've been assisting organized play for years with their uh, with their booth, and they uh, let you create characters for both Pathfinder and Starfinder uh, digitally. Uh, they've been a lifesaver for my campaign, I know. Uh, basically being able to let me see all the options available for Pathfinder and choose the one that I think is best. Um, they also have Realmworks. Uh, Realmworks is a campaign management software that just got released, uh, I think about four months ago, five months ago. Um, but they're, the, the, the current heart of what they're working on is, I'm gonna, it's Campaign Theater. Uh, campaign Theater will let GMs actually assign effects to player characters and basically have a console where you can see you know, how many hit points your characters have, apply effects to them, roll damage against uh, the monster and have the monster roll damage against the characters. It's a, it's a pretty clever thing. We're looking to see what, uh, what that does for people's games, both online and in person. Fantasy Grounds is a product of uh, Smiteworks. Um, they've been in existence for many years and they've been supporting Pathfinder uh, for many of those years as well. And they've also now support Starfinder. Um, as you can see, there's uh, 90 first edition modules available for, for Pathfinder. So they've, they've support just about everything we've produced. Uh, they now have 21 Starfinder modules available. Uh, their rule sets supports uh, all of our products, first edition, um, Starfinder, and second edition. Uh, and they also have uh, extensive uh, arrays of uh, third-party content that are available for all of our products. Um, upcoming, uh, right now, they are live with the uh, uh, second edition launch, so they have the core rulebook out. Uh, Fall of Plaguestone is available. The first module in the Age of Ashes campaign is available. Um, they have the Lost Omens World Guide, and the second uh, Age of Ashes will be out uh, at the end of the month. And we should mention they're a virtual tabletop. So uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, um, that allows you basically to play online through a shared tabletop with your friends no matter where they are in the world. These are just some examples of what uh, uh, Fantasy Grounds looks like while you're using it. Um, the two from Starfinder are on the right and the two from Second Edition are on the left. Roll20. So um, Roll20 is also another virtual tabletop. Uh, they started supporting Pathfinder about a year and a half ago, I want to say. And uh, since then, they've been uh, uh, catching up uh, very quickly and adding some of the latest stuff on there with their character mancer technology. Uh, they've added uh, illumination and animation to, to all of it. Um, pretty amazing setup. I use it myself on several occasions. Uh, they just announced support for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. You can go there right now and play today. Uh, they're going to be following that up with the bestiary and uh, other adventures coming up. Roll20 has a fog of war technology, so on your map it displays only what your characters can see. So that's a pretty cool feature. Um, yeah, you'll never find out how, how much players are, go ahead uh, the next slide. Are, are challenging when uh, you make them tell you what hand are you actually carrying your torch in because you have a shield and a sword. What are you going to do? You can't see anything, it's dark. So uh, that adds an extra layer of realism. Uh, that really can make campaigns fun. Roll20's Character Mancer is a drag and drop uh, feature that allow you to build your characters. So it's very simple to put together a, a character. Uh, it's very easy to level them up. Um, you just take, you know, you drag your class onto it, you drag your ancestry, you drag your background, and it puts it all together for you. So it's very, very simple to put something, put together a character. Some examples of what Roll20 looks like online. Uh, Fall of Plaguestone, First encounter there on the left, that's your uh, ambush that takes place with the uh, the wagon. Oh, spoiler warning. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and then the character mancer is now available for Starfinder, and that's what it looks like there on the right. 
Uh, D20 Pro is uh, the latest uh, partner of ours uh, creating a virtual tabletop. Right now they have the OGL version of Pathfinder available and they uh, have announced that they'll be supporting Pathfinder 2nd Edition as well. Yep, they also have the core rules for Starfinder available and the OGL version of that as well. Um, they're slowly building out. Uh, they start with the OGL versions and then uh, add the additional features that you can purchase with the, uh, the, the full versions. So we have a lot of actual play podcasts. Most of these guys you've probably heard of and podcasts as well. Glass Cannon Network has uh, basically the Glass Cannon where they're going through the Giant Slayer adventure path. Uh, they also have Androids and Aliens where they're going through the uh, Dead Suns adventure path. They're going through Ruins of Aslant and, um, and a soon to be announced new uh, adventure path that I don't want to, I don't want to accidentally say and blow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh uh, you can listen to them. You can download everything on iTunes. Uh, they're they're amazing. They're a bunch of voice actors. You'll have a great time. They're actually here at the show. They're performing in Indy tonight. Uh, I think they're performing here in Indianapolis tonight. It is a sold-out show, though. I'm sorry. But you can watch them on YouTube. And again, you can go download all their stuff on their website, the Glass Cannon uh, Network. Um, Dragons and Things is another actual play partner of ours. Uh, you can see them every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Paizo's Twitch stream except tonight because they are actually here at the show. Um, they are, uh, they've been running for years. Uh, they've got a great cast, um, and they're going through a homebrew campaign uh, using the Pathfinder rules. If you've never experienced an actual play podcast done by professional actors, you really should check one of these out. Uh, it's kind of amazing what they can do and what the pictures that it brings in your head and the images that you see. They, they talk about theater of the mind. These guys are both experts at that. Uh, they really paint a vivid picture with just words. I tell people that they actually sound what I think I sound like. So, <laughs> you know. Next slide, there we go. Steve Jackson Games. Uh, Steve Jackson has supported us with uh, Munchkin Pathfinder for several years, and they now also have a version of Munchkin for Starfinder. Um, we are also working with them to release a board game that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, that's probably going to be late next year. And if you uh, open up the Starfinder beginner box, you will find a right. couple of special Munchkin cards inside there for both Pathfinder and Starfinder. Uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. Well, you know, we did save this to the end. So... Pathfinder Kingmaker is the first computer RPG uh, created by a licensed partner for Pathfinder. Uh, they launched last year, I think it was November, and uh, uh, they hit the top charts really quickly on Steam. They're still on Steam, they're available. They have been releasing content pretty much nonstop uh, since they launched, and they're coming to console. They'll be on console probably the first half of 2020. So uh, Xbox, uh, PS4, and I think think a Nintendo one of my lying? Don't remember that one. Okay. <laughs> At least PS4 and Xbox, I know for yeah. sure. We also have uh, Pathfinder and Starfinder are published in 10 languages, including English. Um, these are our translation partners. Ulysses Spiele uh, takes care of uh, Pathfinder and Starfinder in Germany. Uh, new Order Editora is our new licensee for Portuguese. Uh, they launched simultaneously, so you can get uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition um, in Portuguese right now. Uh, Jockey Uniti handles our Italian translations. <laughs> Thought we were going to lose something there. Um, and again, the uh, Black Book Editions is our French partner. They've been uh, partners since uh, 2008 or 2009. So virtually everything that we've done is available through them. Um, Hobby World uh, has the license for Russian uh, and uh, Belarusian, and they've got about five languages that, that yeah, are all, available. All, all the Russian languages and uh, around uh, around that area. Yep. So. 
Um, Starfish is our licensee in traditional Chinese. They're in, uh, in uh, Chengdu. Uh, Arclight Games is our licensee in Japan for Japanese. And uh, Devere is now focusing on Spanish. Um, they have distributors in Spain and Mexico and all of Latin America. Is that the end? I, That's I neglected the end. to make a slide to say, now for questions. <laughs> so um, we're always out looking for uh, good licensees that we think are going to add some value to basically the gamers. I mean, we don't, we don't do this for any other reason other than that we fact we think this is gonna add some value around a gaming table. Um, if anybody has any questions, you can come on up here to the microphone and uh, ask questions just, just so the people on the internet can hear you. Hello. Hello. My name's uh, Nevin. Um, so with uh, the success of Glass Cannon Network and you have uh, a lot of Patreon things going on, uh, like with Critical Role, um, what is Paizo necessarily looking for in the future with their um, you know, community partnerships like that? Like what criteria are you looking for for like actual play podcasts or any other type of media? You know, primarily what we're looking for is people that uh, have shown some production values, that they understand how to play the rules, they understand what their audience is, um, they understand kind of you know what they what they've signed up for. Um, we've had some people talk to us early on where they're like, "Hey, I have this idea to do. I want to do something," and it's like, "Well, we're we're asking you to go out there and do it." and then talk to us about how you think that makes a good license. Um, you don't have to have a license from Paizo to go out and do a live stream of Pathfinder or Starfinder on Twitch or YouTube or wherever else you wanna do. If you're gonna to try to leverage it to make money, then you'll need to come to us and, and actually get a license for it. Most um, actual play podcasts are, are done under the community use policy, uh, which is available at uh, paizo.com slash community use. Um, and that's that's how most people handle it because it's a simpler uh, setup. If you actually want to go commercial with it, then you need to email us at licensing at paizo.com, um, and that will come to me, and then I can talk to you. All right. Thank you. Um, is the use license for second edition the same as the use license for first edition, or any differences? The community, li community use license is uh, system agnostic, so that one applies to Pathfinder first edition, Starfinder, and Pathfinder second edition. Um, the Compatibility licenses are separate. Um, the current link for the compatibility license takes you to the Pathfinder 2nd Edition license, but there is then a link on that page to the old 1st Edition license. But community use is, is system agnostic. I'm going to give you two from Twitch because okay. one is really quick. Okay. Are there any plans for a Korean language? We would love to find a Korean partner if uh, you are in Korea or you are a Korean partner yourself. Please drop us an email at licensing at paizo.com and we'll get back to you. What we're primarily looking for in a foreign uh, partner translation is the fact that they should have a body of work so that we understand what they've done in the past. And most importantly is they have a way to distribute products in the country that they're actually localizing in. Okay. And I'll give you one more from Twitch. Should we expect any big announcements regarding licensing in the near future? Uh, there aren't any big announcements coming at Paizo. The biggest announcement we just did was the announcement for Archon. Um, and then we did that whole second edition announcement thing uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but uh, once we have a, a large licensee to, uh, to announce, we will definitely do so and do so through all the various means you're used to seeing. Most of the time when we have uh, negotiations going on with licensees, we can't talk about them. And so we, we really can't imply that there might be a, uh, another announcement coming because sometimes they don't work out. 
So we talk to somebody for three or four months and we decide to mutually part ways. And then other times they, they work and, and then we have an announcement. But sometimes we don't know about the announcement until the week before it happens. <laughs> and, and we understand that can be frustrating too, especially in situations like with the Starfinder Masterclass miniatures where we were working very hard on something but we couldn't tell anybody. Uh, people were happy when we finally announced, but in the intervening months, because sometimes these things take some time, people had to have some patience as we uh, worked in the background getting things done. Are there any further questions? Let's see, we we're only halfway through the seminar, so I guess that gives us some information for next year to spice this up. Oh, we got that one now. Yeah, um, so I'm a big fan of the uh, Pathfinder comics you guys released with Dynamite. Yeah. Um, I was wondering whether there was any sort of business decision to go with like you it's all it's been a yearly mini series of like five issues of a story arc instead of uh an ongoing uh, is that like a, a preference of you guys or just like your writer schedules it's mostly a preference of dynamite in terms of what they think works best in the marketplace um paizo would love to have a monthly series of comics that showed up in retail stores all the time uh it's just a matter of you know uh Business models are changing, both in comic books and elsewhere, and uh, we really rely on our partners to find a solution that's going to work best for them, because ultimately, at the end of all this, we want something that gives our partners a reason to come back and want to keep doing stuff for us, versus, no, you signed up for 12 monthly comics, and by George, you're going to get to the end of it or else, and we just want to work with them and make sure it's successful for both of us. Questions? Another one coming from Twitch. Another one like. from Twitch. With the success of Kingmaker, are there any more plans for more video games in Galarian? Yes, there are more <laughs> plans for video games in Galarian. Uh, we don't have anything to announce right now, though. But I'm sorry. I know what you guys hate hearing that, but that's, that's all I can do. We do have plans. That's about all we the can say. The plans we have. You guys would be shocked at the plans <laughs> we have, but that we can't say anything about it yet. One more question coming up. Yeah. Uh, you guys had a successful kick. Well, I know it wasn't on Kickstarter, but Kickstarter like Game on for, tabletop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Kingmaker, is there any plans for any other older adventure paths to be brought into the new age of Second Edition? So that's kind of a two-part question. So uh, the first part of it was uh, we had a, and it's still going on now. You can actually get in now in the late pledge campaign at KingmakerCampaign.com. That's on our our partners uh, Game on Tabletop. Uh, basically, we have taken. Um, the Kingmaker Adventure Path, which was 696 page books, we're going to combine that into a big 640 page book, um, uh, along with a bestiary for 5th edition and for 1st edition to kind of give you all the rules you'll need for both of those editions to actually play the game. And then there's stuff like uh, flip mats and dice and uh, commemorative hero point token, which is the only place you'll be able to get that one. And some other uh, uh, accessories over there as well. Uh, there's a Kingmaker-themed dice set. Um, and uh, that's been really successful. We're really happy with that. This, The Game on Tabletop was pretty much Paizo's first official crowdfunding campaign that we've done. We've been involved in lots of them as like a partner, but this is the first one we did ourselves. And we were just kind of wondering, you know, what do people want to see? Is that something that people want to, want to go to? Um, so the answer for that is uh, yes, that's clearly there's something that, uh, that people wanted to see. As far as are we going to do that for all the first edition uh, adventure paths, um, I don't see that happening. Is it possible that we would do a second one um, or other ones in the future? Uh, perhaps. 
Um, right now, we want to make sure with second edition that we're not only just going through and redoing all the stuff we already did. There's a lot of new stories to be told in uh, in Pathfinder, and we want to tell those new stories as well, while at the same point, kind of making the content from the past, especially the classic content like Kingmaker, available to a new generation of gamers under second edition. Um, so uh, with regards to like the Glass Cannon partnership and their shows, I don't. I'm I'm kind of foggy on how the details of that work because you said that anyone can make a uh, a Pathfinder podcast more or less, but yeah, they're so, official. Um, so any, anybody can make a, a podcast and uh, and 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 have a, a show where you know they're the stars. Do that. It's the moment you start putting stuff behind paywalls uh, that you'll need to come to us for a license. So the Glass Cannon Networks uh, podcast of Giant Slayer, they don't need us at all for that. Um, they came to us because they wanted to make it official. And then they also have a Patreon that they run that locks exclusive Paizo content like Ruins of Aslant and some other stuff behind a paywall. Officially licensed partners also get additional support that, that someone who's using the community use policy doesn't. So we work with the Glass Cannon um, on a regular basis. We provide them with assets. Um, they get early access so that they can set stuff up ahead of time. So there, there are advantages to, to being an official licensee, but you know, it comes with the uh, requirements for reporting and, and royalties and stuff like that. We have a question from Angel Tarragon. I love the novels, but the paperback covers fall apart easily. Are there any plans for hardback novels? Novels are still on hiatus right now. Um, again, that's another area of the of the publishing world that's undergone great change. Uh, we have them available uh, right now. The former novel, uh, the the last sets of novels are all on Amazon um, and on Paizo.com and available through Audible. Um, we don't have any new novels to announce right now, um, nor do we have any hardcovers. I know this riveting licensing dis uh, discussion is really getting everybody <laughs> here, aren't they? Yeah, that's kind of the unfortunate part of licensing. <laughs> yeah. So what's your internal deliberative process like? Say you are approached with a project or you see something that you're interested in. How long does it typically take uh, for that project to get off the ground? Can you give me your coin? <laughs> you never know when you might need a hero point, so I carry mine with me. So what we do is we, we decide to decide whether or not they're going to get a license first. That's the first part. Uh, no. So basically when somebody comes in and, and they have a great idea for something, the first thing we do is take a look about how it's going to align to what Paizo is currently working on. We're so, like right now we're working on products that are all the way through 2020. So we kind of have an idea what's coming out. We try to find out is, is that a good match for what we're doing. Um, also, we try to determine whether or not that's something Paizo would do themselves. Like if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I want to put this, I want you guys to create this great Pathfinder rules set. It's like, well, we could do that. We probably don't want to license that out. Um, that's kind of the base deliberative process. And the second part of it is who is the partner? What have they done? What's their reputation like? Um, uh, where do we think this fits in into the grand scheme of things? Um, once we've all kind of nodded our heads and said, okay, we, we think that's the right way for us to go, then the paperwork goes back and forth and that goes at the speed of lawyers. So that depends me. on your lawyer. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's also. I handle the paperwork side of it. And the, the paperwork, it can go very, very quickly. Um, we have a template contract that we send out. Um, if that's acceptable to the licensee, then we can be done in a week. 
Um, but if we have to go back and forth with, with negotiations, which we're perfectly happy to do, uh, it can take months and months. So, like you said, it goes at the speed of lawyers. <laughs> uh, you said the novels are still on hiatus. Uh, I understand that. Uh, I was a big fan of the Pathfinder Legends, the audio with Big Finish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that product lines? Any hope of that coming back? Not so, right now. Yeah, we've, we've talked to Big Finish. Um, they would love to do further uh, episodes. Um, they're having a difficult time figuring out how to make that a profitable product line. Um, and that's one of the things that we try to support in a licensee is uh, what's best for their product and what's best for their company. Um, so while they're working on it, we, we retain the license. They still have a license to produce audio dramas. Um, but until they can figure out how to, to make the, something work for them, the, then it's on hiatus. From Twitch, are there any plans for licensing Starfinder for video game adaptation? Do you have an idea? <laughs> we would love to have an a idea. la Kingmaker. <laughs> uh, we have had partners reach out, to, uh, potential partners reach out to us, but we have not signed a deal yet. That's about all I can say. More questions, more questions about our time at Wizards of the Coast or TSR or anything else. Okay, we only got uh, 26 minutes to fill here. Oh, somebody goes running by. I have a question. Okay. Would you be open or interested in getting licensees for like uh, clothing other than t-shirts and pins? Maybe. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for apparel, we, we don't have a, a partner for apparel right now. Um, <laughs> somebody's getting kicked out. Um, we, uh, we don't have a partner for apparel right now. We have had a number of, of people approach us for things like, uh, costumes and, uh, stuff for Ren fairs and stuff along those sorts of, uh, th the, the reality of that is that, um, boy, there's not a lot of money there. It doesn't make a lot of sense for anybody to sign a license for Paizo to do stuff like that. It goes back um, to what I said a moment ago. We, we want to make sure that our partners have profitable uh, product lines. So sometimes we, will, we have to turn down a license because we look at it and we just don't believe that there's sufficient interest there to make a product line that is actually supportable. Um, licensees need to be able to stand on their own. And, and so if you've got a product that you know, you're going to require us to, to purchase from you in order to sell on paizo.com, or you're going to require uh, Paizo to do marketing for you, it, that's not something that's, that's going to work out very well. Um, but if you have a, an idea for, let's say, uh, kilts, uh, right? If you want to produce uh, Pathfinder kilts, um, and you can present us with a business plan and a marketing plan for that, that uh, is going to make a profitable uh, product line, then Absolutely, uh, and and I don't want us to, to harp too much on the on the profitability thing. It's not th there's a lot of other costs that go into running a licensing department in terms of everything that comes out with the Paizo or the Starfinder logo on it has had somebody's internal time to review and make sure that it matches the brand and that it 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 represents something that would be quote unquote canon. So the fiction is a really heavy lift. That's why we do most of it internally. Um, you'll see that there is fiction back on the website now. If you haven't been to paizo.com, we've been running fiction for uh, uh, Galarian, uh, introducing the 10 regions of the world for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So those have all been there from uh, some of the same authors that actually did a lot of the novels for us. So you should go there and check those out. Will there be a Spanish version of the core rules in the U.S. anytime soon? Yes. Well, in the U.S., that's kind of a trick. So... Uh, Right now, our partner for Spain is Devere, and they are targeting, I want to say, October, October uh, for the release of the core rulebook. 
So it's coming, whether or not it actually will be distributed in the U.S., I can't answer that. It, it will definitely be in Spain and Mexico, though. We're trying to uh, implement uh, systems that will allow our licensees to sell uh, translated PDFs um, on paizo.com. Um, if we can get that in place, uh, DeVere has uh, Spanish versions of all of our products um, ready to go. Um, we just have to get the system in place so that we can make them available. Following up on the uh, previous question, kind of your answer to it, um, when you're looking at uh, licensing either a product or a media uh, item, do you take into account uh, like the regional viability of a product versus, say, like a global distribution? So you have you know regional partners who work in specific languages or specific company mm -hmm. uh, countries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we we consider we try to consider all aspects of of a product that's been proposed. Um, if you have a, a product that would be worldwide and global, that's great. Um, we can issue a license for the entire world. If you have something that would be more focused or better suited to being more focused, um, we're happy to issue a license for, for something local as well. Yeah, like for most of our translation partners, they, they, have, uh, they have a license for a particular language and they can sell their products in whatever uh, regions that where people are speaking that language. They're not like, if, if they have, like Ulysses Spiel can sell more than just in Germany. They can sell in Austria, they can sell in Switzerland, they could sell a copy to somebody in France who happened to speak German. It's, it's beyond that, it's all up to them. I'll give you another question from Twitch. Okay. Will there be another contest in the near future for Pathfinder 2? for independent content creators like the ones you did for first edition in the past? For RPG superstars? I'm guessing that's what they're referring to. I would um, think so. That would be a question best suited for uh, our publisher, who is Eric Mona, who is not here right now. It wouldn't be anything the licensing team would handle because neither of us can read that much anymore. <laughs> Any other questions? Going once? Going twice? Okay. Great. Thank you Thanks, very everybody. much for coming. Hello everyone, welcome back. I'm here with Jim Butler, the licensing guru from Paizo. Hey everybody. Um, so Jim, tell me, in, in all the time you've been doing licensing for them, what is the, the product that you thought was the most exciting? That you were just like, oh yes, this is such a great deal. So I, uh, uh, I used to work at TSR. Um, I got, uh, when TSR got bought by Wizards of the Coast, I moved to Seattle and did licensing for Wizards. And then Hasbro bought us and I left. And I went and did my own thing with Bastion Press for about a year, multiple years, still going, not doing very much with it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went into computer gaming. Okay. So I worked for uh, Turbine in Boston. I did D&D &D online and Lord of the Rings online. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to San Francisco and did... You're just uh, all over the place. Did Rift and Defiance and Arc Age and a bunch of other virtual world Jeez. stuff. And then when that came to an end, mm -hmm. I called up Lisa and she goes, oh my God, I really need a, a, somebody to come do marketing and licensing. Yeah, yeah. So I came up here and the first thing that got my attention was Kingmaker. It's like, it's been what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I, we all love, I mean, most of us love sitting down mm -hmm. playing all these fantasy sure. uh, games online. So uh, really excited to jump back into that again. Um, that was probably the, the safe spot since I've been doing that for a dozen years since then. Um, <laughs> It's uh, there have been a lot of really amazing licensees. I think virtual tabletops have also been a lot of fun. So working with Smiteworks and and Roll Twenty and D Twenty Pro, I can on say all that. 
Yeah, I can say as someone who likes to run in games online for folks, uh, being able to have all those adventures and adventure paths already baked in there saves me as a GM hours and hours of work. Yes, Because now I can spend time actually prepping the adventure or modifying it to fit my players rather than just like going, I need an art asset for this and now I need to trim it down, I need to put it in, I need to program all the stats. Instead I can just yeah. go, oh yeah, just load it up, no problem. So that is really fantastic. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I know a lot of folks out there are really, really excited about the, the Kingmaker uh, game. We've all loved Baldur's Gate and Planescape Tournament and all those old games uh, and all the you know, Wizard of the Coast days. Yeah. And so it's fantastic to finally have a, a Pathfinder adventure path in that format. It's it such was. A great one. It reminded me. All, I was I was in licensing for Baldur's Gate oh, yeah. and Icewind Dale and oh, fantastic. Um, Neverwinter uh, when that nice. came out and Icewind Dale uh, was mm -hmm. it, uh, Ruins of Mythdranor was the other one SSI okay. did before they left. So I was involved in all those and it was kind of a fresh break to go mm -hmm. like you know I've I've done this in the past. It's a little sure. graphics are better and the and the story's a little better, but it's all the same stuff I'd worked at in the past. It was really fun. And that format I think works so well. Um, especially, I, I know like folks had debate whether or not real time or turn based is better, but I think both work really well for this yep. game. And the hybrid system where like you know it's real time until you press the space bar, sure. and mm -hmm. then you can figure out what you want to do. It, it yeah, lets the story flow. And let it, and let it, go. it, it lets mm -hmm. you so you don't have to worry about like the mundane decisions. It'll take care of this for you. Your fighter's going to rush up and do something. Sure. Or in my unlucky case, my wizard would rush up and do something. But after I fixed that, it worked better. Well, I think I definitely speak for all the fans out there that more of that content is definitely uh, desired, uh, especially now that we've had a taste for Pathfinder. We'd really like some in the Starfinder uh, space as well in we'd, one format or another. Yeah, we'd really like to. Uh, we've been talking with a few people, but nothing mm -hmm. to announce yet. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of interest in Starfinder. Good. It's kind of in a unique place between that science science fantasy and, and, and pure fantasy it's a mm -hmm. it's an interesting genre to be in because it really can touch both sides and before I let you go okay. uh, two things first I'm going to harass you just a little bit more about uh -oh. clothing lines oh no I know for me, it's it's like I like nerdy clothing, right? You yep. know, obviously. Um, and I have a particular dress by one of your competitors that when I wear it, I always get compliments. Okay. Doesn't matter, not just at conventions. Like if I wear it to work, to clients, out to the mall, doesn't matter if people still go to malls. <laughs> and I still get people being like, oh my gosh, I love your dress. That's great. Where did yeah. you get it? So I'm just going to throw it out there. So I, what I would say <laughs> is if you are somebody who wants to make a clothing line for Pathfinder or Starfinder, mm -hmm. Sure. That'd be really interesting, a Starfinder clothing. I think it would be really yes. cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, reach out to us, licensing at paizo.com, and uh, let us know what your plans are, what you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. It's pretty rare we say no. Mm -hmm. We actually want people to sure. uh, to come up with a plan that they're really excited about that they want to kick off. You hear that? Someone make me a dress. <laughs> okay. And the last thing is I understand it is your birthday. It is my birthday. Well, then, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I'm sure everyone on Twitch wishes you a happy birthday as well. Thanks, Twitch. Thanks, everyone. Next is the Diversity and Gaming panel, and it's going to be fantastic. See you then. And that was part of No Direction's 2019 Gen Con seminar coverage in partnership with Paizo. If you'd like to find more great content like this, go to nodirectionpodcast.com. We'd like to thank our Patreon supporters for making content like this possible. If you'd like to support the network and see that future content is created, you can do so at patreon.com slash nodirection, or click on the Patreon link at nodirectionpodcast.com. <laughs>